How much time do you want for your progress? progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. hard to believe, Dr. Hayes, that we are nearly halfway through the first month of 2022. Today is Friday, January 14th, and one more day we will be halfway through this month of January. Give us greetings today, Dr. Hayes. Well, good morning. Time waits for no one, so we have to keep it moving because time is truly not waiting for us. Isn't that isn't that the truth? And 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 here's what I want us to talk about today, because um, many of us in the academic world have begun the spring semester. So we have uh, a 16 week journey. Some won't start until after the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. commemoration holiday, which will take place on Monday, uh, January 18th. And. One of the things that many institutions are encouraging, in fact, is for um, uh, students, faculty, and staff to be fully vaccinated and at least boosted if there is a, a, a opportunity to do so, but then also requiring um, uh, mandatory PCR testing uh, within the, not the antigen test, the, the rapid test, but the PCR test. I believe that's what it's called, PCR, PCT, uh, that, that test that would um, is not as rapid, but you get the results in, in less than 24 hours typically. I took the, the PCR test, um, and it was a saliva test, and I got the results in less than 15 hours. Thanks be to God, I'm, I'm negative, um, and I am still trying to do what I can to be responsible and so today I want to talk about responsibility and, and what does that mean, uh, Dr. Hayes, responsibility and um, in terms of everybody doing their part and, and uh, articulating. I'm always, I always, when I use the word responsibility, I think about David, King David. Um, and, and the story that we see in, in the book of First Kings where he did not necessarily take responsibility for his actions until a prophet named Nathan uh, shared a story. And, and it wasn't until the story protagonist was revealed that it was indeed about David's not taking responsibility for having 
his sole desire to have his way with a woman named Bathsheba, somebody else's wife, Uriah's wife, in fact, and David, who was a commander in chief, devised this plan so that he could have his way with this woman who was bathing. She was ovulatory. So therein lies a story of purity. You know, she was taking a bath ritualistically for a reason. And, and so she was pretty fertile too. And David has his way with this woman and then concocts this scheme. You know, we know the story of having, uh, as a commander in chief, having one of his uh, soldiers on the front line and uh, ultimately killed. And, um, and, and David uh, uh, spawns a child with Bathsheba. Uh, and as an era of his infractions, uh, that child does not live, and David does not get to do what David had a desire to do, and that was build a temple. It would be passed on to another child that David then has by Bathsheba. But David's house gets kind of torn up because he publicly embarrassed Bathsheba. And so David's house was divided because of this infraction. I mean, he had a son, Absalom, that tried to kill him. His daughter Tamar was raped by her brothers. And so it became a little messy, right? Not because of being, it, it, it was because David did not take responsibility as a leader. And we like to glorify David as a man after God's own heart. But David's infraction left an indelible mark because he did not take his responsibility as a leader seriously. So I want to just start off with that because there are a lot of irresponsible people walking around here acting like they are not responsible for the most vulnerable among us. Um, when we talk about this surging again of this variation of this variant of COVID, um, and, and what's irresponsible, I believe, also is the news entertainment, because it's not news. The news entertainers who just a few days ago gave this headline that says, we all need to just prepare ourselves for getting this COVID. I think that is the height of irresponsibility, especially in the minds of those who can't critically think and then may lay up on the fact or resign to the fact that, well, they say everybody going to get it, so let me just go on a wild out. Irresponsibility. Come on, Dr. Hayes, chime in. Well, I, I, I wasn't going toward irresponsibility. I was really thinking about responsibility. And, and what it implies is that we all have a choice in life. We all have the ability to respond to any given situation. And we choose whether we're going to respond positively or selfishly or respond uh, as a member of the community. But whatever response we make, it originates with us as a person. So I just, I know that we all have that as human beings, we have the right and the ability to respond. Uh, and I think that people who respond selfishly 
have really just not been taught the value of thinking about others more than themselves. Sometimes we're raised in families where parents are selfish, and so their children learn to be selfish. And they even indoctrinate them with the idea or the concept, you you either get or you're going to be gotten. So it depends on what ethic you you grow up with, what your community supports. I was looking at the um, thing about Emmett Till. And uh, the whole community supported what these two guys had done. And so, therefore, he they got off. Even the jury supported these two white guys for killing him because they were part of their community. And that was the ethos. That was the rule. We got to keep these Negroes in place and whatever it takes to do it. They cannot step out of line. So they had the right to respond. They had the right to form their community. They had the right to to be ugly and mean and nasty. And just like the NAACP, they had the right to respond to what had happened by supporting that family of Emmett Till. So you see, you have all kinds of people in the world, and most of <clears throat> what they are is is a uh, backdrop or a result of what they were taught coming uh, coming up. So I'm just curious because you are using uh, the word respond, and I'm wondering if the etymology of responsibility is in fact tied to the word respond. That yes, also what I'm implying, yeah. That that also is um it, it 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 I mean it's a deep it's deep actually. Uh what is our response? What is our responding? What is our responsibility a responsibility? Um and and as we respond, that is uh that is to pledge or to answer. It's a Latin word. But uh, responsibility also is trustworthy or reliable. It's um, an obligation, uh, responsibly. Um, and so I think our responsibility is, um, from a sociological perspective, is tied to, as you were saying, this ethos, this ethic of um, being trustworthy or reliable, what is that re- reliable source, and and how are our choices, as you mentioned, free will and choices? How are our choices being responsible or irresponsible in our pledging, responding to a particular um, situation? And so it becomes. So part of that documentary, Women of the Movement, or the, the, that um, show, uh, and the big lie that was told to cover up, and the response of those people who knew these guys did this horrendous thing, and to frame a story around, well, that might not even be his body. Who do you trust? 
his uncle or his cousin Mose um, more than who then, identified, huh? And, and then the conclusion that because his father had been uh, convicted of rape, that like father, like son. And uh, probably his father didn't do what they accused him of. He was just a black soldier over there in Europe, and they probably didn't like he was acting so free. So, And the response then is irresponsibility by uh, crafting this whole identity around like father, like son. And that is a cop-out or creating a story to say that in Mississippi, you know, uh, uh, the painful reality is that you are not even human. You can't even hold your head up high. You don't even know right. what color the sky is. You're supposed to not even look to have these codes or rules of order. And at, 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 at any given time, if you break out of these codes or rules of order, based on this particular context, then you could be lynched. And so this is, the, this is the thing about responsibility. When you have a community that doesn't care and their response is to each his own or these are my inalienable rights, I don't have to be vaccinated. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to isolate myself if I have symptoms or not. If I have been exposed, I can do whatever I damn well please because this is my right. I can lynch you just because I can come up with a lie and say that you're responsible for something that you're not even you're not even aware of. This is a dangerous response. Responding. That's the world we live in. And, you know. The more people uh, get a positive response, <laughs> the more they'll do whatever evokes that response. So in your community, you always want their approval. You want your community uh, to like you and to continue to include you. So even though the younger guy, he really wasn't for it, his, his brother-in-law pushed him into it. And because he's part of that community and he doesn't want to be outcast, he goes along with it. So I, I and, and this is a bird walk here um, because, again, it's about responsibility. And there is a, a story that broke about about a day ago, 24 hours ago, 19 hours ago. It's been all over the news cycles. And it is, again, about responsibility. And it is it is about predatory lending claims of a student loan company called Navient, uh, and and they have agreed into this one point eight five billion dollar settlement of more than almost a half a million student loan borrowers would get debt relief. Four hundred thousand student loan borrowers would get debt relief because of a predatory lender. Uh, for students who are trying to take responsibility to become part of uh, a conscious mass of people who want to better themselves in their community by going to college. And to know that we've, we've had the predatory lending practices for housing lenders and to unveil the fact that there were predatory lenders 
uh, uh, for, for young people, for student loans, for those who are a part of a professional class maybe. Maybe doc- doctors and lawyers took out student loans. And, and to know that the burden, I think I saw where one person took out $60,000 in student loan. And by the time mm. she started paying it, it had risen to 82000 Well, that affects mm. your credit score. And I think credit scores are mark of the beast. And I'm just going to put it out there that your value is not determined by a number, whether it's low or high. Now, that's unfortunate. That is irresponsible. And and you think about this whole folks who don't have to worry about a credit score because they're part of an elite class of people who can navigate through a system versus the haves and the have-nots, right? They don't care. Those who file bankruptcy to obfuscate responsibility, and, and that's a tool because the system is so skewed to be irresponsible, those who evade taxes. My nephew, uh, when I was home for the holidays, he showed me his um, property assessment. And he says, Aunt Carla, what is this? Kenneth 39. And I said, that is your responsibility as a tax-paying citizen to support public education. Public education is supported by tax assessment of those who work. And that is a gift to the students and to the faculty and staff to have that line item budget on property taxes. That's a big deal. And for those who, who claim to be patriots, who don't pay taxes, that is irresponsibility. For those who may even get elected to a federally supported system based on taxes, and we have, I keep saying this, taxation without representation, it is the height of irresponsibility. So how do we get here when we, we have Supreme Court justices who won't uphold at least encouraging folks to get a shot? I don't get it. Irresponsibility. And it takes us to this place. I remember my sixth grade teacher. She still lives. She's a friend of mine on Facebook. I remember her saying that your rights end where my rights began. And that is at the tip of my nose. So, in other words, we, we care beyond our nose, but you can't breach my rights and responsibilities because this is what a democracy is. The power of people coming together to make a difference for everybody, not just a few. Responsibility. I am responsible for you as my neighbor. That means I have to turn my, if I'm living in an apartment complex, I have to be aware that I got other people who might hear my noise. So let me turn down my volume. I'm responsible. Well, life has always been dependent upon public trust. And when people, as I was saying earlier, when people become so selfish that they don't care about anybody but themselves and how to advance their own causes, then you can't, there's nothing in place to make them. The whole thing was built on common trust. And now that that's gone or severely broken, 
we're we're hard pressed to figure out what to do with this thing. I love that common trust and common sense are gone by the wayside. What was common? That is equivalent to a general understanding of community. Yeah. Keep talking. It is. That's what I'm saying. You're, you, you depend upon your community to follow the rules that have been set. But when a significant number of the members of the community decide they're not going to do it, there's really not a mechanism in place to force the issue. So then you're left with, well, we're just going to do what we want to do. You all can do whatever you want to do. And then so then there's that division. And that's what everybody's talking about now, that that the country's so divided. It is divided between those who who wish for the good and the common good and those who are just selfish. They have their own ideas, their own um, their facts, their own sense of uh, what should be. So because of the institutional breakdown, they don't trust any of the institutions. And that has been stirred up and promoted by people who just want to have their power. So, you know, it's an old adage, divide and conquer. So that's what's going on. You know, our our country is is going to be divided and the and the 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 result of it will be these individuals who want power will take it over and then you won't have the freedom to choose you will be told what to do or you will be out that sounds kind of doomsdayish but if you read the signs Jesus said, if you see the clouds forming, you know it's getting ready to rain. Yeah. Um, and, and Dr. Hayes, I go back to David. Is there someone who would, who would speak on behalf of others to point out the errors, to have a corrective course of action? that will be bear the responsibility of saying we can be better if we if we choose to take this course of action and be responsible rather than having a court of public opinion or a supreme court determine that these actions are indeed really crimes against our own humanity. What is common? What is our response in responding and responsibility? Come on, Dr. Hayes, give us some parting words of hope. <laughs> well, I think there are those of us who are determined to care about others. And I think that we just need to, what they say, ratchet up a little bit 
and make sure that our voices are heard as well as the detractors so that vulnerable people will know that somebody cares. We just have, in other words, we have to keep doing what we're doing, but do it in all the places where we have influence and not let evil overcome us, but overcome evil with good. And I'm so glad you said that because as you were talking, I thought of that scripture, don't grow weary in well-doing. And and you just gave that ending part, overcome this evil with good. Thank you, Dr. Hayes. This has been exciting. Responding responsibility. We'll see you next time. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.